the door to our office, it now doesn't open every time we try to open it because uh, the app company that built the lock, I think, cheaped out on their web service. So because the internet is being used quite a bit right now, it's hard for us to get into the office with the first try. 2019 is so normal and produces really normal sentences like the door to our office doesn't open because the app company that built the lock cheaped out on their servers. <laughs> but it's funny too because I mean they could easily do like a near field whatever scan thing so you had like a phone app that just you took the phone and put it near to the door and it would open the door and that wouldn't require an internet connection. But instead they're like no you should be able to put a push a button on your app anywhere you have an internet connection and open the door anywhere in the world. Yeah. A famously safe thing. Yeah. And uh, that's what we've got now so you know sometimes. It's a great. It's a great power to have i love to know that i can be you know in australia and i can be like hey bitch you want to see me open a door in Whitechapel? <laughs> you want to see you want to see the face of god <laughs> hi and welcome once again to your bonus tf it's me, Riley. You remember me from all the other times, or at least many of the other times that you've listened to this show. How are mm. you? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm here with uh, Nate on the boards. Hello, here again. Uh, barely, barely got here safely because I six and a half months of riding my bike in this country and being super healthy and super safe, and then I crashed my bike on the easiest ride possible to the train station here. So I'm, I'm alive. I'm feeling energized, ready to podcast, and maybe a little more uh, hyper aware and afraid that I'm going to fucking die at any moment. But it's good, you know. That's the energy you want to bring to a politics podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Milo, uh, hi, it's me. It's me, your boy, Bonus Milo. And uh, as Uncle Milo says, always wear a condom when you're riding your bike to the studio. It's the safe thing to do. <laughs> and we have uh, Novara's own Dahlia Gabriel. Dahlia, how are you? I am good. Uh, I definitely don't think I've been kidnapped by the kind of towering Elon Musk figure that is currently watching over me <laughs> in this underground bunker that I have to op- that has to be opened with an app. But um, yeah, inshallah, I will make it out alive. We actually got the Elon Musk bun- um, standee there, and we put it there because a business book said that you should intimidate <laughs> your guests. Yeah. <laughs> So what we're talking about today is something is a topic very near and dear to my heart. We're finally dealing with the freaking SJWs on the internet. Damn, I hate those guys. Yeah, <laughs> the very worst. Because it is t- finally time for us to do our, our TF deep dive on Titania McGrath, a radical intersectionalist, vegan, uh, spiritual healer who is an entirely realistic individual and the creation of Andrew Doyle. Now, for our listeners who don't know who Andrew Doyle is... Listen to Triggerpod. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, He is one of the two creators of Jonathan Pye, uh, the... Like what? Like like an extremely right-wing and less funny version of Malcolm Tucker? Is that fair? It it really worries me that like two adult people... It took two adult people to come up with Jonathan Pye content. I thought I assumed it was just one three-year-old. Like and the name Jonathan Pye. Yeah. <laughs> Whose surname is Pye? That's just a noun. <laughs> Damn, that's the real criticism of Jonathan Pye. Yeah. Bad last roasted. name. <laughs> Fucking roasted. <laughs> Next. No, but sometimes with things like that, you forget that like someone had to make this up. Because by the time it already exists, you just accept it as like a facet of the world almost. But then you're like, no, someone had to sit down and be like, what should this character be called? Yeah, I'm going to go with Jonathan Pie. 
<laughs> a normal name that a person would have. You know, he was looking around the room, being like, "Okay, all right, what's the name? What's the name?" Uh, 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 Jonathan, Jonathan Couch, Jonathan Bike, Jonathan uh, uh, Audio Baffling. No, think, <laughs> think Tom Walker, think Andrew Doyle. What's his name? <laughs> they, they saw, they saw a cartoon where like a like a hobo saw a pie cooling on a windowsill and then drifted towards it uh, on the smell by his nose, and they were like, "I've got it, Jonathan Pie." That's how we're going to heal a divided country. <laughs> mm. Okay, so uh, Titania McGrath. Now- <laughs> he named him Jonathan Pye because the videos are incredibly long and irrational. Indeed, um, just like oh, oh very, wow, That's- yeah, that was a niche one, wasn't it? <laughs> that was really, uh, let's yeah. let's find out how that one does. Mm. Uh, at Alex Keeley with how you think that joke went. Yeah, um, but I, I figure like she's so Titania McGrath. Uh, unlike like Jonathan Pye is. The, you, is sort of the character is kind of an angry liberal, mm. uh, whereas Titania McGrath is an online SJ Dub, more or less. Mm. Um, and just and to just let's just get get the 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 sample of it. The the one line that sums up the entirety of this character is the pull quote from the back of the book that was just published uh, by quote unquote Titania McGrath. Feelings don't care about your facts. That's uh, that's it. That apparently that's that's the that's the whole the sum total of it. Feelings don't care about your facts. I've been owned. They figured yep. out that <laughs> I that uh, I I shoot logic a long time ago, and I just care about feelings, and I'm an intolerant Stalinist. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. No, no, no more, no more socialism. I've decided to get a banking job. <laughs> but surely the whole point of feelings is that they do care about your facts, and if anything their criticism of the SJ dubs is that they're having too many feelings in response to the facts. Uh, I, I think, I don't think the criticism is that well thought out. I oh. think they just, Oh, sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I'm not taking this in the spirit in which it's meant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That, cause that's the thing. Like if you actually read Marx, um, you'll find <laughs> which, which, which I'm sure they've all not. done. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If you actually read Marx, you'll find that he very rarely talks about the intricate details of what it takes to make a linen coat. And it's actually like a sort of unconnected series of, it's basically a la recherche slam de poetry. It's yeah. just slam poetry. <laughs> it's Proust. Marx and Proust, same guy. <laughs> Two sides of the same coin. Karl Marx just sniffed a worker one day and then <laughs> spent seven years writing an amazing... Actually, Das Kapital is just a list of people who deserve to be cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's just poetry. Um, so we're just going to cr- jump right in with the archetypical conservative reaction to Titania McGrath, uh, which mm-hmm. was given to us by Sarah Vine, um, who is just a delight. Yeah. For the uninitiated, Sarah Vine writes... Titania Gethsemane. Oh, God. The, it's extreme. That's extreme dad content. Extreme. <laughs> Titan- oh, wait, what's Gethsemane again? Uh, it's, a, it's a biblical thing. Well, I, know, I got that much. but I've never the- wanted to report something to prevent until I found <laughs> this extremist dad content. <laughs> I was against it until Just now. Just prevent dads. Oh, it's <laughs> the place where Jesus underwent um, the agony and felt his moment of doubt and pain. Um Oh, okay. So the Garden of Gethsemane. So man, this is re- and also. So he's implying yeah. that she's like really religious. No, no, I literally on. just think that they've picked it because it sounds a bit hippie-ish. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't look for biblical. Okay. Like, oh no, but Andrew Doyle fancies himself an intellectual and true. already said that um, Titania. He said is named after the Queen of the Fairies in A Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, and the reason he gives is because I think all of this woke culture is an utter fantasy world. However, I think the real reason is that 
he's only ever read anything that he's had to for school. But G- I was going to say like, mm. okay, so he did GCSE English. <laughs> That's yeah. what we've learned. So, well done. So yep. in the it's US, not easy. In the US, there were years ago, there was a, like a newspaper cartoon. It was not even a political cartoon because it appeared like daily um, as like a comic strip. And it was sort of like, it was very obviously written by an angry conservative dad, but all the characters were black people. And so like there were like all these, like this little black girl who was smarter than everyone else who was like, Clinton's a sex offender. Like, I'm not kidding. It was literally that bad. It was like full on right wing bullshit. Oh, but wow. it was like, but he but she had, was right. But she was right. Yeah. She was right, of she, course. She was right, but for the wrong, wrong reasons. Well, come uh, right. She was right, and, but they didn't know it yet. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it was, it, but it was that, it was in the 90s and it was one of the, these kinds of things where it's like people think that because you created this vehicle for reactionary politics and it's like look at the dumbasses who are being dumb by the way the smart people know that this is dumb like it's that seems to be a substitute for being clever in any way yes and that's the thing about this that i'm struck by because i I've, I've intentionally uh what's the right word quarantined myself from this stuff it's just how not funny it is. Like th- we're talking about it because they're making it into a thing because they're writing about their friends in the same way that like, mm. you know, Giles Corn's alt account was followed by his friends from the times. Like they, they, all, they know, they <laughs> know about this stuff because they're all friends, but like the, just because your friends have media platforms and can share it doesn't make it funny. And that's the thing that really is, makes it so weird that, that, that a book even got published. Sorry. Uh, excuse me, Nate. It sounds to me like you're triggered. Oh, I'm incredible. I'm incredibly <laughs> triggered. I'm incredibly. I I, uh, I need a safe space. Um, um, also, I think the reason that that um, re- circling back to the name is I think the reason that Doyle chose Gethsemane was because the whole thing is dripping with very obvious Wikipedia level imagery. Yeah. Um, mm. And he was like, ah, yes, this is because she <laughs> sees herself as suffering for the entire world, but actually is, you know, is drifting further from God. And McGrath is just Have a you way guys of saying of a little thing called the Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> <laughs> and McGrath is just a way of saying McGrath. So she's a fantasist. OK. Who, yeah. She's a fantasist. Oh. He's a wrathful fantasist who um, also has sex. Who a victim complex? Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's who. Th- this this is the level of intellectual okay. heavyweight we're dealing See, with. This is what dumb people think is smart, yes. and it's also what people who aren't funny think is funny. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm really glad to do death of the author on the world's biggest dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is it's it's the same energy as someone who like listens to the opening stand like the opening bars of like the ninth symphony and is like this is the greatness of western culture but actually they're just listening to the got milk commercials in the 1990s <laughs> yeah uh so for i also unin- find it amazing that like anyone would take anything that sarah vine likes seriously on the basis that sarah vine is famously married to michael gove oh that's like, who she is like a walking was, ham yeah, puppet okay <laughs> <laughs> okay no, does she Ma- know that her michael husband gove is, is, a more of, is more of like um an, an anamorph squirrel that's trapped mid-morph. Uh, I have a better Ooh. animal comparison for Michael Gove. Michael Gove is a haunted frog. Yep. His face yeah. is <laughs> a frog-like, but also haunted, tortured in a he way. He has like a permanent look of terror. <laughs> it's, so it's the, the guy, thing. the person who married Michael Gove on purpose uh, wrote this article. <laughs> As opposed to others of us who we just got drunk once, okay? Don't, <laughs> don't, I got a quickie wedding to Michael Gove in Vegas. Don't fucking at me with this Michael Gove shit, right? It was a, yeah. it was a long day. <laughs> so for the uninitiated, Titania Gethsemane McGrath is a radical vegan, woke poet committed to feminism, social justice, and armed peaceful protest. I'm now just like loving the idea of like a Same. really racist poet. <laughs> She's writing a haiku that's just the N word. So what, Ezra, Ezra Pound? <laughs> oh, I don't read poetry, Riley. Come on. Come on, Riley. <laughs> she works to expose racism, bigotry, and misogyny. I mean, as what she, a bitch. As she herself confesses, I was born woke. My wokeness is innate. It flows through me like a magical elixir, keeping my soul fer- perched and poised for the fight. 
Wow, it's my Tinder bio. Damn, <laughs> damn, that's some Jonathan Swift level satire. Shit, man. I'm so I am so owned. They're eating babies. <laughs> it's just the their 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 angriness. Their 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 anger. Their 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 both anger and horniness can never be restrained. Like they can't do good satire because they both hate and are aroused by people that they're trying to mock. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like they're just they look at it and they're they're angry that they have to make the politics really dumb, but they also have to make her hot somehow. Oh, and it's just hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like every 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 tweet like you know replying to like Ash or Grace or um or like Abby is always written. With one white knuckled right hand, but only ever the one hand. (laughs) 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 Fuck's sake! Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it it is a phenomenon that is observed every time you log on. Oh boy! And those same people, I'm sure. Let me tell you something, young lady. (laughs) Let me tell you some more things. Let me tell you just one more thing. One man on the internet once called me a talking vagina, which I think is highly impressive. Mm. Like. I would be very impressed by a vagina that's a, that that's could a lot also of talk. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd if only take it, that would, it would start talking about sports. <laughs> I wish the talking vagina knew about the offside rule. <laughs> <laughs> why, why doesn't this talking vagina know anything about Rick and Morty? <laughs> <laughs> this talking vagina won't listen to me try to explain yet again why Jordan Peterson is so great. <laughs> oh wait, the fucking vulva guy, but just having an argument with a talking vagina. <laughs> very fun. Um, I wasn't really. Paying attention uh this is back to sarah vine i wasn't really paying attention surprise and took Mm. her words something offensive about people who voted brexit as i recall at face value i was about to get all wound up as one does on twitter Mm. until a friend messaged me to say that it was a parody account to send up the modern obsessions with gender fluidity identity politics and cultural appropriation so basically, I'm a dumbass, and if I didn't have friends who were running this account, I would have fallen for it. Yeah. Every, yeah. This is, I've read a lot of conservative reactions to Titania McGrath, and every single one has a version of that paragraph in it, which is, I saw her say something like that. I thought that, it was real. Yeah. yeah. And then, okay. And I got really mad, and then I was saved, or not always saved, but this in this case, saved by a friend saying, no, no, it's a parody account. Stop mm. getting mad. And then they have mm. a lot of anger to do something with. I would say that nobody on the left falls for the, the, the equivalent of this, but then I see people that I know fall for Hussein's tweets all the time. And I realize, <laughs> okay, okay, don't, don't, don't go out there and, and make a boast that you can't actually back up. But I, I do think that, that the conservatives are dumber about this, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of I reckon that Toby Young falls for the first paragraph of every Spectator article where they like sarcastically say the right opinion. <laughs> and then they're like, but obviously not. Um, okay, what I love about that. Sarah Vine here, though, is that she says, um, I was about to get all wound out, wound up about it, as one does on Twitter. So she's simultaneously saying that, like, oh, Twitter is bad because everyone on there is just, like, lo- on the lookout to get offended about Can't something. Can't take a joke. Whilst also yeah. saying, I was about to do exactly this yeah. yes. because I am a fucking moron. Well, that's because <laughs> this is all projection. Like, the people yeah. who are doing this are the flakiest snowiest of snowflakes mm. and like the minute that you hit any kind of nerve in their worldview they yeah. just like shit themselves with anger these bitches and, are some hundred pound a gram flakes that's what and, we're saying like <laughs> we just but then like and they think that we care so much about what they about like them sassing us or then mm. them owning us but mm. r- in reality we are not paying as much attention to this like completely feigned like culture war that they're trying to ignite as they are Mm. Yeah, and if if they were paying attention or if they were more observant, like they understood what 
what people's motiv- young people's motivations were, i.e. the kind of thing that would probably allow them to write good satire about young people, then they wouldn't make the joke. The, the jokes wouldn't be this obvious. Because they, but but it, what this reveals is 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 that a they don't understand the people they're trying to make fun of, and b they're incredible. Their feelings are in hurt incredibly every time anyone disagrees mm. with them. Like this mm. is clearly like this is the kind of thing you do when you've spent months being mad about a tweet. Yeah. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Like, no, it's you've spent months being mad about a tweet, but also as we know Toby Young does, mm. you go running with the Ninth Symphony on repeat, <laughs> so you can yeah. really supercharge your intellect. Um, yeah. So this is, in fact, this this the next line of the article sort of goes to then demonstrate an object lesson of this level of projection. Mm. Thus, in Titania, we find all the arrogance. I cannot help but, and this is a, these these are quotes. I cannot help but come to the conclusion that I am the only living artist worthy of note. A famous thing people on the left say all the time. Again, stop reading my Tinder bio. <laughs> I mean, I regularly call myself that. So yeah, absolutely. And entitlement beyond the provision of DNA and a modest trust fund, I cannot see what purpose my father has served of today's self-styled social justice keyboard warriors. Wait, so their vision of like leftists is. Like the Emperor Nero, <laughs> like, like, like massive trust fund doesn't like his father is convinced that he's the greatest living artist. Like that's like, <laughs> Titania McGrath obsessed with burning down the city of Rome and playing the violin. You know, Titania McGrath. Actually, I'm aware this is a different emperor. Mm. Um, actually, made a horse her her co-writer of her Twitter account. Well, ah, yes. Well, what? and of course, she tried to kill her mother using a collapsing boat. Um, <laughs> A deep cut for the classes. These are deep cuts for the classes on here. I, I, I feel as though I'm going to keep saying this over and over again, but it just, I, I don't think you're accomplishing effective satire if you go for the most, like the joke mm. that's the, 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 most, the most obvious, like not subtle thing, and also the thing that's like what you'd say if you were really mad and didn't have a comeback. Like, oh yeah, well, you leftists are all trust fund babies. Like, all right. Yeah. Fucking whatever. So it's a, it's like, a comeback to an imaginary like my children. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's actually let, let's 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 park on that for a sec because yeah. it's true. This they are saying no. Our children who run university conservative associations they mm. should have trust funds because mm. they're conservatives. If any, but it's like Jer- Jeremy Corbyn claims to be a socialist but lives in a house. It's yeah, the same. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same thing. I mean, where is the response, Jeremy? Where is the response? <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, that's like that's like this is what really strikes me also about this kind of satire is and this is going to be a reach here so bear with me Mm. it reminds me of video art what What kind of video art there we go all right your favorite favorite reaction i'm I'm gonna need a minute to go into this this is what we call pornography now (laughs) but basically today um a friend of mine and i went to go to the ra because they had a gallery a gallery and exhibition of Bill Viola, who's a video artist from the mid 20th century, juxtaposed with Michelangelo. It was a very forced comparison. That's quite a bit like when you have an essay due and you haven't started it, and you're like, "Oh, I guess I'll put these two together." Damn, it's quite a lot of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's a collar pull right there. Um, and so it's like, yes, just to, it's like compared to Michelangelo. It's like, yes, just as Michelangelo was interested in birth, uh, birth, life, and death as they, these the three stages of representing them, so too was mm. Bill Viola. But then they have Michelangelo representing birth, my, birth, life, and death in a triptych where it's like an allegorical through like how, how Mary looks at Jesus. But Bill Viola, because he's a video artist and can only just represent reality, he can't do anything further. Just as a woman giving birth, of uh, someone walking down the street, and then someone on their deathbed. It's not, it's just the thing. There's no, they're not doing anything. They're Zero just saying, layers. Yeah, it's yeah. just saying, here's the thing that I'm mad at. Someone on that deathbed going, but my stepdad, what are you doing here? <laughs> well, I, I would also point out that looking at um, 
at some of the ways in which it feels like they're going for a caricature that is trying to like point out hypocrisy. But I, I don't feel as though there are, I mean, you could maybe find threads of this. You might find some people who like might match one of one of 10 criteria. You can find people on the left who might have grown up with money or people on the left who might be a bit overzealous about certain things where like they they've you know about calling things out without necessarily understanding or I don't even want to say understanding but without without being somewhat ungenerous towards people who aren't aware of certain concepts like which is I understand that and that is an issue to be overcome but like the idea that the only people who talk about intersectionality are rich white girls which is what they're trying to say mm. is kind of fucking bullshit and like it, it belies their to- or it, it indicates their total lack of understanding of what that means and no one in on the planet is angrier about the concept of intersectionality than like divorced dads whether it's in America <laughs> or in Britain they're just so fucking mad about it and they don't know what it means but they're furious and they're convinced that the people who are saying it are insanely privileged you know graduates of elite universities who are all white and all rich and are doing it because they're hypocrites, not because they care about social justice or they understand the intersectionality of oppression. Yeah, and I guess like one thing that I've been seeing is this kind of cannibalizing of like stuff that we... Of like trying to kind of claim like oh like we're the... I mean, they always like to think that we think of ourselves as liberals and it's like actually... But putting that aside, like they're Mm. always like oh, I'm like this character of the like fallen liberal or like the... the the liberal who like just like was liberal until like snowflakes took over and now they just can't bear to like because of our war on freedom of speech and all of that and it's just like this kind of like something that they have annoyingly quite cleverly done in that in kind of like flipping those narratives in really insincere and like obviously like fundamentally stupid ways but i keep noticing even like when the um and it's happened a lot with the Brexit stuff of the like calling anyone who gives a shit about class politics middle class and just like using that as like a blanket insult, which normally I'd be fine with. But it's also <laughs> like, but it's like the people who are saying this are the people who are like, and so we should abolish corporation tax. And I'm just like, oh, that's really what? a working class struggle. Like, <laughs> like working class people like really want corporation tax to be like, like I actually was on a radio show with a guy who was like, calling everyone who disagreed with him middle class and then like his one policy proposal was abolishing corporation tax that that reminds me actually of um this i'm just i've just pulled this up quickly where this is something that jess phillips like bangs on about where she talks about um britain's next prime minister jess Jess phillips says that that any kind of like any kind of heavy tax and spend socialist politics abolishes aspiration and aspiration is a working class value as though she has this dream of a version of Britain where like everyone makes like a version of TikTok or writes a pop psychology <laughs> book and then becomes billionaires. And we can all become billionaires if we all just aspire hard enough. Or move to Zimbabwe. I once had um <laughs> Fuck's sake. Okay, that was good. <laughs> that that was that was that that was the off off the cuff bit of the week. There we go. I once had an argument with Jess Phillips on um Twitter in which I was trying to basically argue that it was during the Angela Eagle versus Jeremy Corbyn thing and she was trying to be like oh you know we need to have our first woman um, leader of the Labour Party and I was trying to argue that Jeremy Corbyn is the feminist option because he doesn't just care about like bourgeois women he also cares about like women fleeing violence and like migrant women and like women who have suffered like because of like British driven wars and she literally was just like she literally said the words no one cares about war (laughs) <laughs> that was her like relatable content, Whoa. and I was well, just, what is it good and for? I was like, 
Jess Phillips uh, is a lot I more think similar some to some people do. Jess Phillips is a lot more similar to Titania McGrath than like yeah. anyone mm. she, that Titania is supposed to be satirizing. Also, can we just have a, a check in from Future Nate on uh, what Angela Eagle is doing now? <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like who is the she... fuck remembers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her remember when she was, was in the my news favorite for a day? moment of like mm. the internet. Do you oh, remember yeah. the like? The um, oh, it just looked the, like ugh. yeah, the like the um fluorescent pink like sort of nineties like bar mm. kind of graffiti thing saying Angela, um oh, and the like yeah. horribly awkward press conference and like the least she's like the least charismatic woman I think I've ever yeah. seen in my life. It was like a font that horrible. said I am selling a nineties aerobics VHS, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which again in another context I would support. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, look—if she'd only partnered with Palace for her for her t- campaign launch, it might have actually gone further. If Corbyn chose that aesthetic, I'd call him a genius. <laughs> well, something else I <laughs> point out is thinking about people like being told over and over again by, say, Polly Toynbee, that like Angela Eagle or Owen Smith or all these people like these are these are actual politicians you should aspire to be like. These are people you need to support. It's like constantly being told that people who are dumb and have no ideas are. Mm are actually good politicians and politicians who have good ideas are just flakes. Yeah. It's the same kind mm. of thing. It's it's this inability to understand why something has an, has an appeal in the same vein that th- this 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 was Titiana McGrath and this shit. It's like there's no there there can be no such thing as actual racism or oppression. No. There can be no such thing as as uh, people who aren't of a certain class being interested in protection of people who are of other classes. As a result, all of this is vanity or this is hypocrisy mm-hmm. or this is just like a weird sort of like experimental phase someone is going through. Mm-hmm. And thus yeah. I'm going to I'm going to be really weird and sexist and make this dumb account and all of my dude friends are going to retweet it. Yeah, and it's like I think it's also just like this logic of the center that I'm seeing like with as the country is like tearing itself apart. Um, this kind of idea of like oh like you know we need to heal divisions by being nice and polite to each other and Mm. being like viscerally and passionately angry because like people in your community keep getting like stopped and searched or like brutalized by the police is like considered to be sort of outside of polite like civilized political discourse Mm. and it's just like a real like let them eat cake moment like it's just like you have no fucking idea like what is going on outside of your like castle essentially and like niceness to me is just like nothing it's not just politeness right like Mm. if you support austerity like you're a fucking dick and so then it, and it almost goes back around to this it, that titania is 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 sort of quite it's his sort of generally uh, swings between irrational and vindictive yeah which is how they imagine how a lot of these people especially like the you even saw that sarah vine was about to was about to sort of explode at titania because mm. she probably because titania probably was about to say that actually if you voted leave you're technically a fascist and so it should be legal to kill you mm. or whatever like some nonsense opinion like yeah. that oh hello um, people in my mentions <laughs> <laughs> um and that um and, and and that she was and that she's about to get furious there but that's how they imagine just even being told that a social limit on their behavior is they imagine it is that aggressive mm. and that they want to and that they they equate they they they're so obsessed with it, everyone being nice to them that mm. they've equated mm. that this is what they've equated with um just mild criticism so i i have yeah. some of um i've up there so here's how sarah vine finishes her article just as Bridget Jones was the embodiment of the anxiety-ridden 90s feminist, a creation whose diary entries encapsulated all our hopes, fears, and failures, so Titania is her millennial successor, a girl every bit as lost as confused, every bit as accurately observed, and equally catastrophically hilarious. 
Brava, brava, Andrew Doyle, <laughs> maestro. This is just nonsense. Like what? What a completely like. Like I feel like um, Sarah Vine has never like watched or read anything other than through the prism of like reading a tweet about it. Like because like Bridget Jones is supposed to be like a lovable comedy character. Like if you, well, I, I don't want to get all like fucking film theory here, but like if you're watching the film Bridget Jones, you're supposed to identify yeah. with the character of Bridget Jones, right? You're supposed to like you're meant root to feel for... some kind of pity or some sympathy. Yeah, you're supposed to be on Bridget Jones's side. Whereas yeah. with Titania. McGrath is like, ah, oh, look at this hideous gargoyle of a of a, of a child that we have created. <laughs> um, and th- this thing is just like the, all these people just hate their children, right? And their children hate them. And the whole thing is like, ah, oh, now my children have started like smoking roll ups and listening to grime. And every time I advance my grand opinions about what we should have done about the more more at the dinner table, they all, <laughs> you know, they start they start saying that's not very woke, Daddy. We should have more women CEOs running things like BAE Systems. Don't you think it would be much better if actually women sold weapons to Saudi Arabia instead. <laughs> uh, and I say, no, no, it's a man's job selling weapons to Saudi Arabia. Also, I object to the idea that anxiety-ridden feminism is limited to the 90s. I'm very, mm. that's very much what I'm experiencing right yeah, now exactly. in the grand year of 2019. So here are some of her tweets. The only way we can stop fascism is if the police are allowed to arrest people for what they say and think. Oh, I mean, like now? Oh my like God, we are now? famously mm. pro-police arresting yeah. people. We but, don't have any anti-police campaigns. But, but also I think about the extent to which the UK police have the ability to arrest people already, like for whatever the fuck oh, they want to. And it's yeah. just like, <laughs> the idea that they're just like, oh yeah. wow, we, 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 God forbid the police be able to arrest you for shit that you tweet in this country. Like that would be fascism. Like, oh, like mm. what happens already? Yeah, and also it's like, like we were talking about like we mentioned prevent earlier we weren't talking about it i made a crash joke about it but um like like it's the same people who think that the threat to like free speech at universities is like you know feminist societies or mm-hmm. anti-racism societies and it's but the same people will apps like the same generation of people because prevent was kind of architected by new labor types it's like the same generation of people are like pushing through prevent which is a policy that is literally like not just about vetting the citizenship of people who speak at universities, vetting the content that they do and like essentially like having a reach that I don't think any of us fully know about and not just in universities, but like in hospitals, in me- upon, like amongst medical care um, staff and in nurseries and in schools. And it's like, it's just this kind of like, um, I think to me that that is like so, that signifies how this isn't a power move. It's mm. not, like this is about saying our problem is that we want certain people to be able to limit free speech we want certain people to be able to impose these kinds of like political norms and it's like it's annoying to us that like black and brown people and like women and queer people are like having some kind of say in in that kind of culture but but it's it's the equivalent of of somebody like jess phillips or uh, or sarah vine saying like you know wouldn't it be funny wouldn't it wouldn't it be stalinist if these people decided like oh we're going to enforce citizenship law by making your landlord check your passport not realizing that that actually already yeah it's that kind of a thing is it what they're describing is more of a statement of their own position of total isolation for how most people's lives are Mm. like and and if if they think that this this kind of shit is like that's the concern of people who care about social Mm. justice then basically all they're doing is like i think you uh, i think it was my you said it Mm. they're basically 
they're angry at something that they've seen parsed through like four different tweets and they've never yeah. read the source material. Well, also, it's that uh, Jordan Peterson has been just declined a visiting fellowship at Cambridge. Like, that's he not applied a for it. He was declined. <laughs> I know that's the same. And, the, and they say, well, what's, what's next? The police will arrest you for being British? I hear it'll be illegal <laughs> to fly across a St. George flag soon. Like, that's th- this, this is where we're at. See, here's the next one. They can't allow people who are doing farts I, I as have, rancid as Jordan Peterson into Cambridge University. I, I, I have to throw this one out there. Just I, I, Something came up in my YouTube suggestions, and it was just a collection of public service announcement, like adverts from the 70s in Britain. Mm-hmm. And all of the top voted comments were like, oh, you can't do this now. There's just mosques everywhere. Imagine back when Britain was Britain, but all the adverts about like, don't drink and drive. And there's about people dying in car crashes because they drink and drive. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's the... Mo- that's Mo- the- Muslims love drink driving. That, that, that's the Britain you want to go back to. You're like, God, the good old days. Like, Because I was like, wow, maybe this will be like a, like a highlight reel of all these different advertisements from the 70s. But they were all about drunk driving. Yeah. Remember, everyone, whether you're driving a car past a busy school or beating your wife, it's much safer if first you drink a paint tin full of beer. <laughs> You'll notice that there's not a single obese player on the England football team. This kind of discrimination is precisely why the fat acceptance movement is so essential. What, what, what do we think? How 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 many Jonathan Swifts out of five? Uh, okay, to be fa- okay. So to be fair to this, this is an accurate satire of precisely one person, which is Sophie Hagen. Um, who is, in my opinion, insane. I um, don't think I know who that is. Yeah, I don't know who that she's is a, either. She's a Danish comedian who works in the UK who's very overweight. And her whole and she was the one who did the whole thing that, like, cancer research was, they were, like, discriminating against fat people because they listed obesity as a cause of cancer in an ad campaign. And it's like, ah, oh, science... Science is is bad now, guys. Science is cancelled. You can't you can't do science anymore. Okay, so we're um, giving it one Jonathan Swift out of five. Yeah, in that yeah, case, because exactly. it's based on an actual person. Because, yeah, <laughs> but again, but it's based on like the fervid fever dream of like one person. Like, yeah, like Andrew Doyle like read a Sophie Hagen tweet. Once, this isn't a phenomenon. And then he was like, "This is everyone now." <laughs> they all they're just wanting everyone to be fat and Muslim and that and that's you know what you got to do. And, yeah. and dry, drive drunk. drunk. Yeah, just eating hundreds and hundreds of kilos of baklava while complaining <laughs> about the size of cinema seats. That's just, you know, that's what the libs are now. It, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, it's a broken kind of democracy which allows a majority of voters to impose their wishes on the rest of us. This tweet was greeted by, writer, spe- by spectator writer Charles Moore with, she is a genius. <sighs> I don't even... That literally takes my breath away yeah like it sucks the breath out of my chest and remember how i was saying that this is an idiot's idea of what's clever yes this is a perfect this is- demonstration of that well it's the um it's the because the they also imagine again like everyone on the left that Titani mcgrath loves the european union mm. uh, obviously again famously uncontroversial literally <laughs> it's like we did it first guys <laughs> we critique the eu before all you bitches and um and again the it's the it's the it's the same thing where like the these are the same people who like to fantasize about how the mil- how a military coup would oust Jeremy Corbyn if he was ever elected <laughs> like mm. they they have written like people who were the same people who are pra- who would praise Titania McGrath are the same people who sort of write and like and share articles like it would be 6 days to a military coup in yeah. the telegraph or whatever yeah. and it's like no it's 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 your it's all ju- the the amount of projection going on is yeah 
I, I really, really enjoy it. No, they should be allowed. If Jeremy Corbyn gets elected, they should be allowed to have a military coup on the grounds that it is led by Marc Francois. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my rules. Take them or leave them. If Marc Francois is as elite an army man as you all constantly keep insisting that he is, let him have a go. <laughs> I will personally fight Marc Francois and we'll see who wins. <laughs> in a licensed boxing match that he agrees to be involved Absolutely, in, of course. Yeah, with his consent, yes. Indeed. Um, <laughs> are we libel proofed? Uh, I, think I think that's, that's I think that's yeah. all right. If you say if you say I I challenge you to a fight in a licensed boxing match to which we have both signed up, then that's fine. <laughs> You're allowed to say that you'd like to engage in a licensed boxing I did, match. I did throw a glove on the table as I said that. <laughs> um, I should clarify that I have no intention of boxing Marc Francois. It does not. Sorry, like a fun I think way. I think that's pretty funny actually. I'm too beautiful to box Marc <laughs> Francois. I know it can't it can't be done. <laughs> I'm sure we'd sell a lot of tickets to the Trash Boys, though. The Hogs would love it. <laughs> so this is this is from a further article in The Spectator about how much they love um, Titania McGrath. As we all know, quote-unquote, funny comedy is offensive comedy. The MASH report has, of course, eliminated any trace of humor from its scripts in order to remain a joyful experience for a non-triggered audience. Okay, this is why conservatives need to be banned from Generally. trying to be com- mm. comedians. And that is a, that is something that I will stand by until the day I die. Like my other unpopular opinion, which is that straight people should be banned from polyamory. So too should right wingers be banned from trying to be funny. Because, and also polyamory. And also mm. from polyamory <laughs> because we don't need more of them. The Conservative Party is just a big polycule, isn't it? Really, they all call <laughs> Theresa May mummy. Apparently, I just all very. It's very dark energy. There is a lot. There is apparently like a um, like whole kind of fetish scene around margaret thatcher with like young conservatives like a lot of young conservative men like really sexualize margaret thatcher which mm. which to be fair i mean everyone here is being very silent they do with a lot of other corpses maybe, as well so you know let's not single them out for yeah. wanting to fuck dead thatcher <laughs> as, as we know that's some funny offensive comedy yeah <laughs> the whole thing is it's it's, yeah, the MASH report has eliminated any trace of humor. This, you know what this is? This is that same spectator letter to the editor where they're like, yes, our friend, a great raconteur, likes to come over and, and do his impressions of other races, but our, but our children have no interest in hearing them. How do we make them listen? It's the, <laughs> same, it's the same thing. You read a lot of spectator. I do it all for the fans. <laughs> I yeah. do I, I, honestly. I, I do imagine, it yeah. all for the it's, listeners. It's unbelievable how much material we can get out of the spectator. Stuff is just published <laughs> with a straight face. Yeah. Um, um, well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. That the idea that the only funny comedy is offensive comedy is like. Well, I mean, that's a weird thing to unpack in the first place. But um, what I love the most about it is that these people constantly get so offended about everything, but they think that like to them, like offensive comedy is like, oh, being able to, to make like a, a joke that's like a racial stereotype or whatever. But these are all the same people who are like, it's disgraceful. People say shit and bollocks on the television now. You, you can't have it. The children will be saying it next. My chimney sweep has, has learned just so many words this morning. Um, my chimney sweep, who's also my child. <laughs> I did start them young. Teach them a work ethic from a young age. We have to build we have to build illegal wood burning chimneys that have the children sweep them. Otherwise we're gonna become a nation of pansies who'll be conquered be conquered by the Germans or French. Exactly. Um I also like the like the, there's this other idea, right, where 
they think that all their this is the same thing as like they think they're all being shadow banned by Twitter because their posts aren't getting mm. any likes. Like, <laughs> it's like it's that's all, a metaphor for centrism right now. <laughs> it's Sarah, Vine, Sarah Vine Street's not doing the numbies. There must um, be a conspiracy. Well, no one it's, likes it's me. That they, it's that they, that's, that's what they say. It's like no. Well, it's like I my my wonderful my wonderful impression of a Chinese man didn't get any laughs. It must be because the audience is afraid of my edgy content. <laughs> they've never considered. They it's never even and this is like. Give me the confidence of a conservative. Yeah. It never enters their mind that they're just idiots who both well, do just belong mediocre. on stage. Yeah. yeah. Intellectually, mm. politically, like everything. But Milo, I mean, I, you and I have talked about this a little bit too, that you, you've been mm. in situations in which you have to make the determination about based on your audience, what kind of jokes are going to go down well. And that's not censorship. And that's not your audience being scolds. It's just that like jokes are going to land one way in one place versus in another. Yeah. And it seems to me the idea that these people who aren't comedians are like, oh, there's no only the only humor is offensive, but there's no there's no humor left because the scolds have censored it all. Like that just yeah. doesn't seem to jive with anything that you've 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 said or that you yeah. know you've done in your work. Well, I mean, yeah, like I've <laughs> I've an Wait, opening. What do you do? I'm a stand-up comedian. Okay. I have an opening. I have an opening joke in my in one of my club sets, uh, which is talking about uh, people say they're embarrassed to be to be British because of Brexit. Uh, I think if you're embarrassed to be British because of Brexit, you're overlooking two things, 400 years of colonialism and the show Britain's Got Talent. And <laughs> I don't say the bit about colonialism in certain places because yeah. I know it's going to... Like last night, I was doing a gig to a bunch of like very late middle-aged people in rural Leicestershire. I'm like, yep, yeah, no, <laughs> not doing... Getting a, yeah, yeah. De- definitely getting an Aaron Banks vibe from this crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, no, though, they are censoring you because they're not appreciating that particular yeah. jibe at colonialism. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Uh, they, you know, offensive comedy is the best comedy, guys. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, facts don't care about their feelings. And last time I checked, colonialism was a fact. It is. It yeah. did happen. Actually, it was actually. There are I, archives. I checked again. It's actually just a feeling. <laughs> it was Britain just I feel got a colonial s- today. I'm, fe- I'm feeling a very colonial. Like it's. I'm feeling like very colonial realness today. I've got my red jacket. I got my tall hat. I'm just <laughs> ready to go. Like, to insult my some people. A bunch of guys in pith helmets singing "More Than a Feeling" by Boston as they d- dump loads of fucking um, uh, uh, boxes of documents into the Indian Ocean. <laughs> 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 in fact. Like this is um this is this is this is another another snippet from this time an interview with Penthouse um that opens with <laughs> a stellar fucking publication. Wait, isn't Penthouse a it's a porno, it's a porno magazine. magazine? It's a okay. yes. Uh, and it opens with women aren't funny, but Titania McGrath sure is, or something of the nature. Oh, oh. yeesh. Oh, say <laughs> yikes to my poor fam. Um, <laughs> my mom is the funniest woman on the planet. Uh, t- uh and here it was a Q and A. They're like the only woman I've ever found funny is this fake woman who is written by a man. <laughs> um, in an interview with Penthouse that opens this way, there's a Q and A question: Are you more inclined to read the Guardian or the Daily Mirror? Answer: What a fucking stupid question. In terms of newspapers, I only ever read the Guardian. They're the only publication that prioritizes feelings over facts. Which, as I said before, I agree with. Yeah, I totally agree with that take. I mean, <laughs> in the sense, in the sense that yes, every single Guardian op-ed writer, or almost all of them, had just had a feeling that there were WMDs in Iraq. <laughs> this thing, no, that roasted. Thing, <laughs> but, but like the the Andrew Andrew Doyle and the and the others who are like, yes, the Gar- Guardian obviously is a Marxist paper. Um, <laughs> you know, like they're it's it's like they never even read the Guardian. No. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, they haven't. No, it's they just haven't. What, it's just what they Have imagine they it read? to be. <laughs> it's just it's it's the classic. This is the the classic t- like conservative thing to do, which is to make something up that mm. gets you mad and mm. then be really publicly embarrassing about it. And it's also like being so in love with the idea of being the victim. Mm-hmm. Like these are the same people who are like the day that Brexit happened is like going to be Brexit Independence Day. So like they're comparing mm. like being governed by like an institution or not like being indirectly governed by an institution that kind of like on balance privileges like this state more than other states in that in that like union is the same as like the British Raj. And it's like they're, they're like totally in love with the idea that they're the victim of like some kind of fake phantom like woke culture. Mm. But then they're accusing us of like constantly self-victimizing. Well, it's that it's that there is this enormous gap between their self-estimation and many of the things that they are able to accomplish. Mm. So if if you basically have a double-digit IQ, but you believe yourself to be like um, Einsteinian levels of intelligence, yeah. then you're going to invent a conspiracy as to why everything you do is shitty and terrible. Yeah, 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 and mm. why no one's interested in you. Yeah. It's yeah. like no, it must be something else. It couldn't possibly. Yeah. It's like it's like mm, I've investigated every possible every possible option, of course, except for the thing I know for sure, which is that I'm a perfect genius. Mm. But it goes back to how they invented Titania McGrath. Look at what she says. You know, it's um, is that it, the, she says the world deserves me. Um, I was born woke. My wokeness fo- flows through me like a magical elixir, etc. This the level of self belief yeah. that they think of an entitlement. Yeah. It's mm. it really is like I. If I was trying to write a parody of some of a of conservative projection, I wouldn't write this because it's too on the nose. Yeah, and it's kind of like, and I think like they're they're kind of grieving some kind of loss of cultural power that like, I mean, I'm I mean, white rich men are still like very much in charge, or like rich men in general are like still very much in charge, but like they are kind of grieving a loss of cultural power that is real and mm-hmm. in, in like it, it's marginal. Mm-hmm. But it is real. So there is actually a real, like, their feeling of, like, this conspiracy that is, like, why I'm not kind of, like, why I'm suddenly having to compete with all these women in these colours. Yeah. It's it, like, it, it's, it's, you know, it is kind of a loss that they are grieving, but it's also, like, someone needs to be, like, well, good. I mean, there's a reason why, like, the the, the Times or the Telegraph, I can't remember who it was, would put the, when, when there, they, they, there was a story where, there was a scholar at, I think it was at Cambridge or maybe at Oxford who was talking about trying to have literature in their syllabus that was going to, that was primarily non-white authors. Mm. And it really wasn't confrontational at all. It was just more about adding more names to the list. Yeah. And then they put her face on the front page and said, this this Cambridge professor wants to ban white men from literature or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They do it because oh, they I don't think know. that was a, pro- was it a professor? I, I can't remember. It was maybe a student. Maybe a student, yeah. yeah. Mm. But it was, it was something along those lines where they know they're doing yeah. it because there's that grievance culture and they're feeding into they have a, a captive audience of people who feel aggrieved and but but then to turn around and say oh and by the way the left are these hypersensitive snowflakes who can't take criticism it's mm. like uh i mean there are some people who can't but i mean you guys you guys act as though you're just these stoic ascetic you know intellectual logic kings and it's yeah. like you're mad about everything all the time and most of what you're mad about isn't real. Yeah, the only way that the Titania McGrath uh, account would be an accurate parody would be if the, first of all, if the account was locked. 
And only ever tweeted about how Stalin actually never did a genocide, um, <laughs> and about anime, and about how they can't they can't do anything because they have to watch anime all day, and then <laughs> and then getting really angry at people. Well, whenever those people say "shut up," they just go like, "Ooh." Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, like the, the, when you think about people on the left parodying other people on the left, I think about we're recapping Twitter like we always do. But the yeah. guy who made the joke mm-hmm. about you know in the future Marxist paradise, uh, my asthma and social anxiety will preclude me from any hard labor. My job will be anime appraiser. That's an amazing <laughs> joke, and yeah. that's making fun of the left in yeah. a way that, that re- makes fun of something that people have encountered. This is because it doesn't represent any reality. It just yeah. represents mm-hmm. angry imaginations of old dudes. You have to satirize a world that you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're, what they are is they are satirizing a world that they know. Yeah. It's just it's their rich inner life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a genuine thing. psyche. What I was their saying about drive. these people hate their own children is kind of true because like their children are all like I met so many of these people at Cambridge. They're like they are natural Tories, but they also hate their parents, and so they like they do they make like a performative show of like kind of being a lib, but like not being on the left. And so they spend all their time like doing the like that. It's like Hillary Clinton feminism. It's like the mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, what if, um, what if drones but women? Like that's like their that's their whole thing. Yeah, I met loads of people. I, yeah, like this is Titania McGrath kind of speaks to a certain class of like the very like upper crust. Like my dad owns a hedge fund, but I'm a feminist actually. Like so, yeah. actually, but those aren't us. No, no exactly. they're people. Yeah, like your kids are shitheads because you raised them. This isn't <laughs> our problem. <laughs> So yeah, this, yeah. Is, this, is, this is from Why I Invented Titania McGrath, which is an article from Spiked, one of the other main contributors of content <laughs> by Andrew Doyle. She's a po-faced young activist who, in spite of her immense privilege, is convinced that she is oppressed. She's there to parody this extremely vocal minority of activists who enjoy pontificating to the masses from their online lectern berating those who fall short of their moral expectations and endlessly trawling through old tweets in the hope of discovering a misjudged phrase or sentiment that could justify a campaign of public shaming. Oh yeah, the right would never do that. I mean, the right never moralize. Like, the right never try and legislate, like, who and how we fought each other or like you know whether or not we should what religion we should follow or any shit like that yeah, absolutely no, not no. no there should be there should be uh you know if you want to if you want to do any kind of like free and easy fucking uh the right has provided a method for you to do that which is that uh, you meet all of your friends in a basement and you all put on a nazi uniform <laughs> <laughs> and then you do it and then it- and then you go back to running formula one <laughs> well it's the um that's the other thing, right? This is you can tell that this is just talking about their own world as though it's yeah. universal. Because I think this is just Andrew Doyle talking about what happened to his friend Toby Young, who, mm. when he was about to be given a position of some but not, con- not considerable power mm. that he didn't deserve, and he had who, no qualifications for. And yeah, it's that they, who also like has said a lot of like genuinely extremely misogynist things that would lead you to believe mm. he's probably a misogynist. Um, that they're like, ah, yes, those who fall short of the moral expectations, mm-hmm. like you know, sexualizing a, a like a twelve year old or whatever he did. Yeah. On, 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 mm. Like, wait, so you're saying that's a moral expectation we shouldn't have of people? Yeah, yeah. We should clarify that Toby Young only ever sexualizes twelve year olds over international waters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she was twelve, but she was like some. It was, was something. It was some kind underage. of comment about like. Oh, she's got young great tits, women then. like. Like, yeah, like teen women mm-hmm. being the only women that he wants to. Yeah. And they're like, you know, that's, and that's his, himself on. <laughs> and that's 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 the thing. It's like we need is that anyone who then, you know, 
quite. They do. Yeah. And it's like, it's the same. Like, I mean, if you look at the whole like Roy Moore stuff, like they were all these people who claim these really like, you know, who both claim high moral standards and then berate the left for having too high moral standards and then support a pedo. So it's like, I don't understand like. I can't really pin down your position here. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, slightly contradictory. One of the things about the 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 Roy Moore thing that I thought it, you, you, in the U.S. there, you know, they have a lot of these like dark money, uh, like conservative organizations that fund things involving college students or just stuff to kind of churn shit. Yeah, they fund spikes yeah. too. Um, and, and, is that and, Mercer? Uh, Mercer's one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mercer is Coke. Yeah. Um, but if, okay. you've, if you've if you've encountered the stuff from the Project Veritas people, they make these stupid gotcha mm. videos, and they get dumb. They've gotten worse and worse at their jobs over the years. Like they're yeah. really dumb. Um, famously, they were one time trying to. I can't remember what it was. They were trying to get somebody to like like incriminate themselves for some sort of de- you know, democratic fundraising thing, and they forgot to hang up the phone and left like a ten minute voicemail message on this person's phone, where they're like, "God, this is gonna make them look like assholes. I can't wait to fucking get you know whatever." <laughs> they were morons. But uh, in one situation, they tried to. Uh, after the Roy Moore accusers came forward, they tried to bribe people, uh, or they actually they, yeah. they paid actors to try to like fake out the Washington Post. And yeah. so the idea that like this world that they live in, they're like, oh, these 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 moralizing hypocrites. And it's like, no, no, you you guys are demonstrate that you care nothing about any kind of rules besides money and power. Yeah, of course. And it's like, mm. but it, I think the thing that gets me about it is the credulousness with which it gets treated. That there are people at you know ostensibly centrist publications that are going to look at this shit and be like, oh, well, this is something that deserves a voice. And it's like, no, it fucking doesn't. Mm-mm. But the only people who seem to think it does are these smug assholes doing it and then yeah. really credulous people who yeah. should know better. Yeah. It's the same thing with that Turning Point UK thing when it's like, yeah. I used to work at a student network that had like hundreds of students like doing like political activism and like who had actually secured like tangible wins. And like, we'd never get a platform in the media. But then like mm. these like, coked up like six like coked up like teenagers like start a think tank Toby with, like, got an erection already. with like a <laughs> shitty like with like the most like the shittiest launch I've ever seen in my life who've done nothing have no outputs have no like indication that they represent anything other than themselves on like every primetime slot and it's just like this hunger for like to create this idea that there's like a back like a real kind of like burgeoning like counter revolution and it's like Pete like this is it's just so online like it's just so in like the concern of this very tiny minority of people who Mm -hmm. really are like have no other issues like materially in their lives what's I always said is like this entire the entire generation of guys that is between I'd say the age of 45 and 65 they really missed out on having a war (laughs) <laughs> like, they needed to be humbled by a good war. They were too old. They were too old for the Second World War. And they were too young for <laughs> first person. This is now a They were too young for first person for the Second World War, and they were too old for first person shooters. And yeah. so they've never been. They've never had anything like that. Yeah. So Francois is like, I've seen that. You wouldn't be talking like this if you'd seen it. I've been to uh, Apache paintball at Huntingdon. <laughs> <laughs> Where um. So this is this continuing on. Um, this this next paragraph is quite a doozy when we remember sort of where which magazines this is being published in. American physicist Steven Weinberg famously remarked that with or without religion, good people can behave well and bad people can do evil. But for good people to do evil, that takes religion. It makes sense then to think of the social justice movement as a kind of cult. <laughs> what? Certainly oh far. wow! What an amazing logical syllogism. I don't feel like that when created that 
<laughs> to be honest. It doesn't make a lot of There's sense. There's a massive logical jump there. By it's, the way, Dahlia, if you wouldn't mind drinking this Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> its members are generally decent people with good intentions. They have an unshakable certainty that their worldview is correct. They feel the need to proselytize and convert as many of the fallen as possible. And even though they are capable of the most horrendous dehumanizing behavior, you know, like gentle criticism on yeah. the internet, they yeah. think they're the good guys. I mean, I, 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 I like say, wherever you will go as much as the next man, but I've never tried to convert any members of the Fallen. Um, <laughs> and I just also have here, let's all just pause to remember that all of the breathless praise of the Titania McGrath character, at least much of it, comes from The Spectator, a magazine that has on two separate occasions published outright defenses of the Wehrmacht and Mussolini. Yeah. It's like, ah, the other side thinks they're the good guys. Anyway, <laughs> this is brilliant. Anyway, so the Wehrmacht, cool guys, actually, if you give them a chance. <laughs> Misunderstood. Yeah, the, the, the misunderstood <laughs> Wehrmacht says that the problem with the left is that it thinks they're the good guys, but actually they're misguided. And feels the need to proselytize. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, uh, preach. No, I okay. today. Right. But, but I, I guess the thing about it is most, I don't know, I, I don't feel like what people are doing online is proselytizing. Most times it's just making fun of people for their terrible opinions. Yeah. And I, I do think that all of this, like the seed that, that, that planted this, this, this entire forest of anger and frustration from these people is just people, other people laughing when someone owns them online. Yeah, it's, it's that's, that they, that's really it. Every time they go and take a huge giant shit in like a, a nationally syndicated newspaper column, they want to hear the polite and dutiful applause mm. of mm. of the people that they're talking to. Mm. Yeah, I love to proselytize to the fallen by posting a picture of a pig shitting on its own balls. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 for, I for one um, am a huge fan of doing missionary work, which is what I call it when I post that picture of, of a Garfield in a bikini. Uh, <laughs> when someone talks about, starts saying, well, actually, racial differences in IQ are real. I'm like, my friend, you just summoned Garfield in a bikini. Yeah, those are the words you have to say. Yeah, I mean, it's like when they, yeah, when they all say, oh, well, no one on the left has a sense of humor. It's because it's like, like all of their interactions with the left are like people on the left like ripping the shit out of them. Yeah. And of course they've never heard a joke before that wasn't like they're say, on the what happens when three Jews walk into a bar? <laughs> 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 they're like they're, you know, and you're just like saying like, oh, you know, like uh, eat my boy pussy or whatever, and then they're just like, oh, well, I don't understand. No Jews walked into any bars during that <laughs> joke. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> well, it, did, it didn't contain a single it didn't contain a single fun racial accent. <laughs> no. There was there, there was there was no sort of parody of a limp wristed homosexual. No one Googled Frank Sinatra. Like, no. it's awful. The only the only racial accents people on the left do are, is, is of course, Italian-American. Now, we're um, also... Now, I'm going to go into the next line where the uh, where the author does my other favorite... Uh, where Doyle does my other favorite conservative thing, which is kind of misquote Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we are in this position because identity politics in its current form is a collectivist ideology. It does not value an individual... Can we get the... Um, can we get the siren ready for or the clown horn for when ML we misquote MLK <laughs> yes. in all future instances of misquoting MLK? <laughs> Just once I want them to confuse him with Martin Luther. <laughs> <laughs> Vandalizing church doors. Yeah. Uh, it does not value an individual for the content of his or her character. <laughs> 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 but instead makes prejudicial assessments on the basis of race, gender, and sexuality. In the name of anti-racism, identity politics has rehabilitated racial thinking. 
That's right. SJWs all do fren- phrenology and skull science. Fucking thinking squared right here. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. some real the, shit. By po- for, so pointing out that white people engage in racism mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. trying to do something about it, like saying that black communities are over-policed, by pointing that fact out, you're saying that like, oh, black communities haven't been able to throw off the yoke of over-policing by themselves. You're being patronizing. And you're entrenching the idea of race by identifying how racism is in mm. everything, like yeah. every part of the way that we live. The ultimate conservative counter argument which is no you actually but they, they, but they also, I, mean, like, I think it, it's even dumber than that sometimes these people lose their minds when like something like black girls code exists yeah. because a, a thing that exists that specifically says hi we're trying to do something for our community they're like how dare you exclude me and it's like are you really gonna fucking go there but they do they go mm. there every single time the only place they care about anyone being excluded from is bathrooms they're uh, really, yeah. really, 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 really interested that. in, in yeah. bathroom sickos. Um, yeah. Other than that, every space should have white men in it, except women's <laughs> bathrooms. Those are sacred spaces for, for little girls to be safe from the white men who are preying on them. Yeah. That's where they go to have all of their conversations about makeup and washing machines and what I don't know. <laughs> you can't have a man in there, it'll turn gay. <laughs> Because you'll realize that talking about makeup is the most fun thing ever. I know, yeah. I mean, it's a danger, isn't it? Um, When the BBC promoted a smartphone app to help women speak up in meetings, it was merely towing the standard feminist line on the intrinsic fragility of women. I mean, (laughs) I mean, that does sound that does sound dumb, but not for the reasons they think. I mean, I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, that sounds like oh, it's it's such a Matt Hancock solution, isn't it? (laughs) Let's have an app to solve sexism. You're making me defend dumb shit like a smartphone app to like help women speak up in meetings by being even dumber than the app that helps women make speak up in meetings. Like that's what really pisses me off here. <laughs> we can't waste meeting time talking about makeup or washing machines. This is ridiculous. <laughs> if you, go have your meeting in the ladies' room where those yeah. topics are on limits. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's that's the, it's anything that aims at some kind of intervention of any kind of like of of, of any shitty activity mm. by pointing out that it exists and that there just are more men who tend to be more powerful than these mm. companies it's like oh so you're saying women can't help themselves then and it's like what no yeah no mm. like we make like we're the whole idea is that like society permits some behaviors from some people and not from others like that's the entire premise of all mm. of these like and i think it comes down to like that this is a long this is like part of a long historical trajectory of like the thinking or the interventions of women and people of color and queer people is seen as inherently intellectually inferior. So like when we were doing stuff around um, decolonizing the curriculum, like it was repeatedly being reported in the press or or like by commentators as being like attempts to dumb down Mm -hmm. the curriculum. So like including black and brown thinkers or like, Mm. you know, women novelists was immediately equated with like it being easier right yeah. and it's like this idea of like it, it like it just comes back to that precise racial thinking that like we must be intellectually more stupid right well, mm. we all know that um the highest form of literature is when you read the wikipedia summary of plato's <laughs> republic and then you high-mindedly quote it in your spectator column you know the highest form of literature is obviously tantano kong i mean that, that we know <laughs> I was this thinking it was like, or but- the queen of these people which is jk rowling jk rowling is to the is to the left of these people actually because like yeah. They would, they would be like, what? Dumbledore was gay? You mean all those wanks? 
drinks I had thinking about Dumbledore were gay wanks. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> they're all just, I don't know. Yeah, they're just like telling themselves the whole time, like the whole thing of being like, oh, well, of course, racism is bad. But you know what's even worse than racism? Doing anything about it. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my fucking TED Talk. <laughs> Titania was an attempt to highlight the inescapable hypocrisies of this mindset. Uh, I was inspired by the brilliant work of satirist Lisa Graves, who was one half of the Twitter persona Godfrey Elwick. No one knows who these people are. I did. So, I did. I did a little Ryan research. God, Godfrey Elwick, a junior cabinet minister. <laughs> <laughs> Although often accused of quote punching down at vulnerable minorities, the actual target of Elwick's satire was the woke establishment. Who the fuck is the woke establishment? <laughs> Theresa May, maybe the woke establishment. Yeah, the woke, you know, the woke establishment of just what most people think and pr- and try to criticize you about. That is Stalinism. <laughs> uh, and in fact, you know what? If um, if if not, if if um, Titania McGrath doesn't actually get her own BBC morning show, then we're going to live in the 1984 Animal Farm at that Whoa. point. <laughs> Damn. The worst animal farm of all. Um, <laughs> it was inevitable that he should be banned by Twitter for using a particular word because those in power c- cannot tolerate being ridiculed. Because famously, like, people in feminist student societies are those in power. Yeah, that's what... That's they the control societies. the economy, they control the IMF. It's a lot like... It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's a lot like the sort of your standard conspiracy theories, but instead of lizards, it's just, you know, uh, the goldsmiths. But I, I, you got you've got if this is the Jeffrey Elwick or Godfrey, Godfrey Elwick thing like okay if that's the tweet he got banned for no it's not that's not the tweet he got banned for I believe I don't know exactly what it is because it's all been scrubbed I have some theories and so but on the basis that Godfrey identified as a white man who identifies as a genderqueer Muslim atheist who was born right in the wrong skin I have light skin yet I know him in my heart I'm black and act accordingly and <laughs> that he was banned for using colorful language i'm pretty sure i know colorful exactly language. what went down oh wait Fuck. so he was he was banned for he, well, he must have been banned for plagiarizing rachel dolezal <laughs> exactly plagiarism is not okay guys <laughs> I, I guess not you know plagiarizing what? the work of a black woman exactly you know, he's exactly. plagiarizing a word that's their word all i can say is i mean i'm not from here so maybe <laughs> you're like i don't go di- here i don't di- understand i don't go to this school different, but he does have a lot of feelings different culture but this this just isn't fucking funny. The thing about that is like looking at that the I'm a genderqueer Muslim atheist. Like the idea that once again this is two middle aged white comedians making this stuff up. Like it just it, it's just so painful. And I, I guess this says so much about the people who are like aggressively retweeting this as though it's saying mm-hmm. something trenchant. Like it's just really dumb. It's also like this really sinister thing of like the idea that it's culturally beneficial to be a genderqueer Muslim. Y- yeah, it's like there's literally like. A really shit position to be in. You get every CEO job. Every single CEO job just (laughs) falls into your lap. The only person who's standing up against the tyranny of genderqueer Muslim atheists is Graham Linehan. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, yeah. A trash future deep cut right there. (laughs) It's just. It's not really a deep cut. That's pretty all over the internet. It's it's, it's literally every day this week because he just won't fucking stop. Yeah, he's so cool. No, but that's an Alice reference more specifically. (laughs) He's the creepiest man on the internet, which is. More than Toby Young? Yeah, I think he is. Because yeah. Toby Young mm. is just kind of like chaos. Whereas Jen, like Graham mm. Linerham, Linerham is like Linerham, so, yeah. so hyper focused on one issue that is yes. just none of his business. Yes, agreed. That it, it mm. just, it's like some, uh, it's like something else is going, like it has like an erotic energy Someone that unnerves me. Someone should do a parody me. of Graham Linerham. Now that would that be would a funny, be funny parody funny. account. Someone do that. <laughs> oh no, Graham Linehan's already doing that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Am I right, guys? I'm not. Um, <laughs> so this is this is a line from um, a, a good a good uh, article about Titania McGrath, one of the very few uh, from friend of the show Molly Goodfellow. See the brave. Um, and it it shows why this isn't satire. It's just a weird cartoon character invented by divorced dads who've strung a bunch of words that make them uncomfortable together <laughs> and just imagining how young women are. I want to make clear that if any rich divorced dads want a sugar baby, um, I would did not participate in any of this divorced dad slander. Um, I will take your money happily. I am now ready to marry for money. I've got over my feminist stage and I'm yeah. ready to marry for money because I hate being broke. I, I reckon there's at least a good number of divorced dads who are like... Um, Do you think they listen to this podcast? Oh, absolutely. Oh, for yeah, sure. I mean, we, we, we've um, gone to our live shows. We know who the audience of this podcast <laughs> is. Perhaps the worst crime of Titania McGrath is that she simply isn't that funny. Once you get over the initial laugh of, ha, this account is spot on, young people are sick of bigotry and they aren't afraid to stand up to themselves, the joke gets old rather quickly. And I think in a sentence that does just, that says in one sentence what we've taken sort of an hour to say. Yeah. So I think Molly's going to outcompete us in the marketplace of ideas. Thank you. <laughs> wow. But um, I but I do think it is it is fun to kind of take the take it apart bit by bit because it just kind of uh, more than anything else it just it reminds you how much of this is based on not anything being funny or insightful it's just that these people all know each other and mm. so like when yeah. one of them does something dumb and makes a dumb joke then they're all sort of like the tyranny of friendship obligates them to retweet it and make mm. it into a thing and because media culture in this country is so insular all of a sudden like people are writing articles about it for some reason yeah it's like when Jeb Bush was like. Please clap. Please clap. <laughs> yes. I feel like this last decade of Toby Young's life is just one long please clap. Yeah. yeah. Except he's not as like endearingly stupid as Jeb Bush is. He's not called Jeb. Yeah. Yeah, there is there yeah. is a, 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 a weird sort of energy about that. But um, the, the five pillars of Islam and the five columns of the British media shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to close, I'm going to close this out with a question. This was posed by um, the veritable Toby Young. Uh, this is a poll. Which posh, privately educated, intersectional feminist and tribune of the oppressed is Titania McGrath most like? Grace Blakely, Afwa Hirsch, Laurie Penny, or Zoe Williams? I meant to answer that. <laughs> what do we think? I mean, look, honestly. I actually do have an answer, but I'm not going to say it because <laughs> I'm not about to burn bridges. <laughs> yeah, it's just also revealing of like, like these people's like their minds and the way they exist. Because like, who, like, when does, do people care about Laurie Penny? Like, is that, like, well, Laurie Penny was big in like 2011. Laurie Penny is chilling in California, like away from yeah. this mess. Yeah, I don't yeah. think like yeah, like Grace is just an economist. <laughs> it's like it's, it's it's at no point have any of these people ever claimed to be a radical vegan spiritual healer who talks about how there should be more obese players in the England football team. They're just prom they're just prominent and outspoken left wing women, just, yeah. which is of course laughable. Yeah, well, yeah, because as we've just described in this last hour, the Venn diagram amongst writers of accounts like this and men who are frustrated and horny is a circle. Mm. Like, <laughs> frawny. Um, that's us. That's that's us. That's not us. That's no. them. We're, that we're, just, we're just horny. We're just horny. Over we're frustrated here. for different reasons. All right. I think that's, uh, that's going to do us on the Titania McGrath front. I think we learned a lot today. Namely, that uh, anything that women do publicly actually is kind of uh, is kind of ridiculous because they use a bunch of words that make Toby Young angry. Yeah, they have a bathroom for that. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's right, Titania. Stick and also to the that women aren't funny, especially fake women that are actually 
middle-aged middle-aged man, man. Yeah, exactly <laughs> how that works i love that the only woman i've ever found funny is this woman who's actually a middle-aged white man <laughs> but and yet if- they hate trans people anyway <laughs> <it's fine>. um, <laughs> however if you do if you do find um not 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 only women but women but also us funny that's my way of trying to segue <laughs> into the bristol transformed announcement we are all including dahlia here going to be doing a live podcast at bristol transformed actually minus milo he's in berlin mm. um on friday not now the f- but then <laughs> no, it's the magic of radio folks. Not now or when you're listening he's actually to this. communicating through an app with one of those annoying little yeah what are they called <laughs> it's the qr codes yeah. i am the one who controls the door it reminds, <laughs> it reminds him to speak up more in meetings <laughs> <laughs> Speak up on the podcast. Hey, Milo, you haven't mentioned buttholes in a while. <laughs> That's more of an Olga thing, realistically. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. So on Fr- hey, Milo, you haven't mentioned the Emperor Nero in a while. <laughs> on Friday, April 5th, we will be at Hamilton House 3A, which you can find on... Um, on the on on the Bristol Transform program. We'll post the link in the description, but you should all come out and see us for that. Yeah. Milo, you have any comedy klaxons? Oh, I do. Um, when is this coming out? Uh, Thursday. 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 So that's going to be after. Yeah, I have. Um, there's a smoke comedy on the 10th of April, uh, featuring excellent friends of the show, Alex Keeley and Pierre Novelli, and also some other people. Two uh, great tastes that taste great together. They do. There'll be a link in the dang description. You can eat them. You can go and, and consensually eat Pierre Novelli and Alex Keeley. It's for wokeness yeah. reasons. <laughs> it is. They're doing it performance is. art called uh, Eat White Men, and they're going to let you eat them live on stage. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great, guys. That's going to be the whole night. In preparation for a no-deal yeah. Brexit. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> That's going to be us. Um, in any case... I think um, if we have no other no other announcements, uh, no other plugs, it leaves me only to thank Dahlia for coming on today. Thank you for having me. And to thank everyone here for listening, from our family to your family. <laughs> have a good rest of your commute. 